Whether you're a pro athlete, an exhausted parent, or spend all day in an office chair, CBDMD wants to give you the support you need to make it through the day. CBD Freeze and Recover are an astounding duo of topical products with the specialized formulas to provide targeted relief where it matters the most. And to make it even easier to try Freeze, Recover, and every other CBDMD product, you can take 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 25% of your purchase over at CBDMD.com. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined by Adam Matis. Adam, after last week, you ranted and raved about not understanding these Portland Trailblazers. Guess who we're going to talk about tonight? We have to. We have to talk <laughs> about the Portland Trailblazers, the surging Portland Trailblazers. They I should have. I, I was thinking about going back and like transcribing the things that you were saying. But what you were doing before we went live on the air was even better. Like you're just like, <laughs> I don't get these guys. I don't know what's going on. I don't understand this team. They're winning. No, just, I, I don't get it. it. Sometimes you have to take an L. Like I just, I look at their roster and I think like, all right, I miss some players I like, but I did not think they were going to beat the 76 or did not think they were going to be 14 and 10 given the injuries they've had, but they've managed to make it happen, man. They managed I, a lot, a lot, a lot of guys stepping up. I have to apologize to Sixers fans out there because I watch Gary Trent Jr. Play tonight. And every time I watch him, he never misses jumpers. Yeah. Oh, that, that's even Ever. when you don't watch him, he doesn't miss too many though. He's been, he's been very good. He's been fantastic. And I think he's good enough to where they should, they should like, not, not like consider moving, but like should move CJ. But anyway, that's <laughs> going to come later in the show today. We are going to take you through the night's games. We had a fantastic night of NBA basketball tonight. Just Do you remember good. when you texted me that it was a horrible slate? <laughs> you remember when you texted <laughs> All right, me that? I'm, let's look am at, I let's sharing look. too much here, Anthony? <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to take your L, Adam. And uh, <laughs> if the Lakers aren't on the slate, Anthony goes, Oh God, this is terrible. This. Why are we were, watching? <laughs> it was great. There were some really good games though tonight and some interesting storylines. So we're going to uh we're gonna take you guys through the night's games. Uh in the second segment, Adam is no, we're gonna play woe or whoa. I have prepared a list uh for Adam to react to. Uh we I think I have five uh topics that we are going to react woe or woe. Uh, based on Adam's favorite game in the world. And then finally, this week's power rankings. I have no idea what they are, Adam. What are they this week? Because you told me you changed it up. I didn't change it. It's the top five guys nobody's talking about. Oh, no one's yeah, talking right, about right. these guys. <laughs> no one's talking about them. I, it's just all sneezing emojis, right? Like, <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> people forget. So that's going to be today's show. Let's start, though, with the games from around the NBA tonight. Just a fantastic slate. Let's start. I can I can I kind of I'm going to switch things up. I usually just go based on the order upon which they show up on my screen. But I want to start with Warriors Magic. And this is why, Adam. It's one of the two more most interesting games from tonight, in my opinion. It was. I here's here's my one note on the game, and you're going to be able to expand on a lot of this because this that's your job. But Steph Curry goes 10 for 19 from three point range. And all I'm saying is give me Steph Curry shooting 23s a game from here on out the rest of the season. That's all I want from well, Warriors might, basketball. That's literally it. 
well, you might get it. I mean, 20, <laughs> 20, 20 is a lot, but I, here's my takeaway from, from this game. And it's really the season for, for the, uh, for the Warriors. You know, there were a lot of people talking early on in the year, uh, you know, coach Kerr don't like the way he's trying to run the old warrior system and it doesn't work and he should just run spread pick and roll for stuff. And this and that. I understand it. Maybe there's tweaks that, you know, they've arrived at, you know, since the start of the season when things were not going well. But what I actually think is that there are maybe five players in the NBA that you can run the spread, put the ball in their hand and let's just do this. LeBron James is one of them. James Harden, Luka Doncic, you know, there's mm-hmm. a, it's a short list of players where you say, even at the highest level, just having the ball in their hands, it's going to work. It doesn't make Steph or any of those guys less of a player to say, no, their system is they're smart basketball players. Steph obviously can shoot the leather off the ball. Try to find guys that are smart enough to play in that system because in that system, that's where Steph is the best. And there's mm-hmm. no point in being good at a at your second best system. Try to be best at what you do. And what they've done, what the Warriors have done over the last couple weeks is they have started to find or mold players. Andrew Wiggins, Kelly Oubre specifically molding a little bit more into these mm-hmm. players, really figuring it out. But Juan Toscano-Anderson, to me, the story of what this game. So, so awesome. One of the stories of this, and, and he's a fantastic story. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, here in a second. But he is a high IQ basketball player, found off the dumpster pile, molded into a guy that can now play smart defense, smart offense, understands why he's in the league right now, what's going to keep him in the league. And he fits beautifully. And once you find five guys that can play smart basketball, boom, the Warriors all of a sudden look like this explosive, you know, not quite like the championship caliber team, but they start to look more like that. And to me, that I think it's a fantastic story, a fantastic lesson, and a really neat trend about the NBA season this year. Absolutely. Next game on the docket here. Oh, wait, hold on. I wanted. To, I thought you were going to go come back and forth here. I just wanted to go on because not everybody knows about uh, Toscano Anderson, who's a really interesting. Oh, story. I thought that was going to be in your second. Like nobody's talking about him. Thing. All right, well, I could save it for later. He's not on my list, but I'll add him. I'll add him as a little nobody's talking about. Because not enough people are. Sure. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I really it's only been like 10 games for him. It's a little, I mean, it's right on the cusp, but, but... it's such a cool story that yeah. I think more people should be talking about. All right, for let's sure. go ahead. Cause I got to race through these to get through this before the okay. end of the segment. Uh, Miami beats Houston one Oh one to 94 kind of sort of a, a must win for Miami. Like at some point they got to start kind of compiling some of these wins. And then lo and behold, they are sitting right now at the nine spot in the yeah. Eastern conference Half a game back of the Atlanta Hawks. They are uh, the the Miami's 11 14. Atlanta is 11 and 13. Uh, Miami has won four in a row. I, this is this is what they needed when they once they got Jimmy Butler back, and 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 it's just a great thing, good thing that they exist in the Eastern Conference. Some of this is schedule oriented. I mean, you look bit. at some some of the losses they accrued, you know, when they went on their big five game losing streak earlier on when they were shorthanded, all of those players, Brooklyn twice, Denver, the Clippers. Um, so now they are on a four game winning streak, Washington, New York <laughs> Knicks twice, and now Houston. So, you know, a lot of this is you just got to bank the wins you're supposed to win. And they got this one. Um and to your point, being a nine seed, still being out there in the East at 11 and 14, you know, like they, they had an opera, there was always going to be a more open door than it would have been had they been in the West. But here's the real test. Let's look at their schedule going forward at mm-hmm. Utah on Saturday, Oof. at the Lakers, or I'm sorry, at the Clippers, at the Warriors, at Sacramento, at the Lakers, at Oklahoma City. They're getting ready to go on the road for a solid two weeks, yep. all 
all other than the, the Oklahoma City Thunder at the very tail end of that trip, you're talking about all high caliber playoff teams. So they're they're sitting at 11 and 14 right now. Two and four might be a good record on this road trip they're about to go on. That's going to be the darkest point before, you know, presumably before the dawn for that team, but a real, real test for them. Longest road trip of, of that organization's history. Uh, next game here, well, you have one, the... one, one quick thing I was going to yeah, say about this it. game, though. Um, you know, I'm watching this game, especially in the first half, and I'm thinking, man, Demarcus Cousins looks incredible, just knocking down shots, this or that. And you look at the box score, and it wasn't that impressive, and they end up, you yeah. know, you know, losing. But I, I just wanted to at least mention because I thought he looked good in, in some of the minutes tonight. Yeah, he's he's really there's a wide gap between <laughs> him looking good. And him looking not so good this season. Bam, Bam Adebayo, by the way, 10, point, uh, 10 points, 12 rebounds, or 13 rebounds, 8 assists, near triple-double. You do get the triple-double from Jimmy Butler. And this game was kind of put away and then almost fumbled away by Miami when Bam Adebayo fouls out with seconds left. But He's super go. valuable. All right. Uh, the Boston Celtics beat the Raptors 120-106. to 106. Uh, Nice win for Boston. And and for, for Toronto, they're also in that kind of range – Toronto now sits 12 and 14 right. uh, and, and it, you know, you, you're starting to see that clumping in right. that seven to 10 range for the Eastern conference and, and how these teams, you know, whether somebody maybe jumps out over the next few weeks or whatever, these short little winning streaks or short little losing streaks is they're, they're really going to be killer for, for yeah. that stretch, given how clumped they all are. And, and similar to Miami, Toronto, or Tampa Bay, whatever you want to call it, it was announced they will be in Tampa Bay all year. By the way, the city of champions, we're trying to figure out, is it Tarampa LA or is it Bay. Tampa Bay? Is it LA or Tampa Bay? The city of champions are known for the last year. Because, um, right, hockey and, and football mm-hmm. both go, and then basketball and baseball go to LA. So this could be the year we determine. LA beat determine. Tampa, though. Like, like I, think, I think LA has the... I'm a, I might be a homer on this one, but LA beating Tampa in you, the in the World Series. Gives you're right. Them, you might be sorry. you might be a homer on this one. You might be um, <laughs> minutes, but we talk about the weird schedule. So the yeah. Raptors here, they've got two games against Minnesota, two games against Milwaukee, two games against Philadelphia. That's their upcoming schedule. A little a little baseball series here, mm-hmm. um, but you know, similar to Miami, like you know, you get two maybe three wins out of that clumping, and I think then then you feel good about yourself and where you're at. Thankfully, being in the East. Next game here, you have uh, Indiana beating Detroit 111 to 95. Uh, Indiana coming off of that <laughs> brutal drubbing that uh, Brooklyn gave them a couple games ago or a couple nights ago. Uh, they rebound and they take care of business against the giant slayers that are the Detroit Pistons. Uh, DeMontis Savonis goes for 26 points, 20, 26, yeah, 26, points? 26, 8 and 8. Yep, twenty six, eight and eight, just continues the, the stellar season he's been having so far. He might he might pop up later on the list. We'll see. We'll we'll tease. <laughs> it, um, it, I I like I like Sabonis's game. I, he he plays solid defense and and obviously is really developed as a passer. I, I I didn't think he had this in him as a facilitator this year. He's a great player. I mean, dude, I don't, to me, like, it's not even a nice player. I think he's he's one of the premier bigs in, in the NBA mm-hmm. um, in, in that, like, at the lower end of that top tier, but right up there with the guys like Bam Adebayo, in my opinion, and, and continuing to get better. But to me, the story of this game, Justin Holiday's defense on Jeremy Grant uh, was f- fantastic. Jeremy Grant, the Pistons kind of, you know, 
it, you, I don't think they're going to win many games when Jeremy Grant is bad. And tonight, four of 17 from the floor, one of six from three, just nine points held to, to this, a triple single, uh, nine points, five rebounds, three assists. Pistons already not a great team, but when they get that Isaiah Stewart, I should say, starting to play more and more. Um, he goes eight of nine, the rookie, he goes eight of nine from the floor tonight, 17.7 rebounds. That's one, one little note to keep your eye on. Last game uh, on this one, game of the night, the Portland Trailblazers knock off the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, 118 to 114. Philly loses their first game in which uh, Seth Curry, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid are all active. Yeah, man. I mean, that's a great lineup. I'm surprised. Look, I, I, we said we teased this at the beginning. I don't get it. I don't know. Portland has some really good <laughs> shot makers. And tonight, yeah. Damian Lillard was great in the first quarter. It looked like he was headed for a big game. I think 19 points, you know, early on. He finishes with just 30 and he shoots six of 21 from the field, including four of 11 from the three point line. If you, I just told you that, given all the players there's so many games like this (laughs) you would say oh there's no way they're going to win but instead they are they do get the win over a very good philadelphia team that i thought played well you know Embiid in this game goes 13 of 25 and gets 35 points a phenomenal stat line i thought he ran out of gas i thought Mm -hmm. in the first half he looked dominant third quarter you started to see him get a little tired fourth quarter he just looked absolutely gassed made some critical errors down the stretch but um to me, Gary Trent Jr., another guy that might pop up a little bit later, he goes 5 of 7 from the three-point line tonight. Carmelo Anthony goes 4 of 5. He gets fouled in the final seconds Oof. on an inbound play. That was Brutal play. What do you what do you think of that call? Because I think it was a foul. I just yeah. hate when games get ended that way. And if you don't call the foul, it's a steal. Well, but right. It's like that's the thing is that if you don't call that, you're still deciding the game by not calling it. Right. right. Like it was a foul, and it, it kind of has to be a foul there. I thought it was interesting there because – on just about every other player in the NBA, mm-hmm. uh, that that catch happens fading towards the uh, three-point line. But because it's mellow and because of the way that he likes to score, he catches it really going hard to the basket. I think right. that that causes that that contact there with Tobias Harris, who I think was getting ready to, to run out and contest at the three-point line. And he just he overextended himself, bumps into mellow. Mellow knocks down those free throws. And by the way... Like Philly still had chances in this one and they, yeah. they had a oh, crucial yeah. turnover, uh, you know, that the Covington tipped that pass and, and they had offensive rebounds and stuff like that. So, so yeah, I, I think collapse Portland, might be too hard of a word because it was yeah. still a competitive game, but they do get outscored by eight. And I, I just thought this was a game they had no business losing, but they ran out of steam, man. I mean, that, that might be a storyline, you know, following this team going forward. Yep. All right. Let's take a quick second here. When we come back, Adam is going to tell you the things that we should be talking about. If Adam no, had his I way. Whoa, or whoa is next. Whoa, or whoa. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm just excited <laughs> for that list because I, you, you, you warned you're me. Gonna I'm like, you're going to hate this list. Big, so big market energy going Anthony is, is going to hate this Well, list. whatever. I, I made this next list for you pretty, pretty difficult for you, too. So I can't oh, wait for man. that. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bogowski, Bogowski hosts Locked On Today is a, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Today's show is also brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. MLB is right around the corner as well. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. 
Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. That promo code is locked on. So one more time, that is betonline.ag, promo code locked on. All right, Adam, you ready for these woe or woes? It's your favorite game. I, it's I, my I, least favorite game, but I am ready for it. <laughs> you, you might have to explain it again. All right. So the way this is going to work, it's all about the inflection in our voice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear the inflection, but I'm, I'm for it. Let's do it. <laughs> so you can either typically, re- I mean, you can react in a number of ways with whoa or whoa. So you, if it's really exciting, you say, whoa. All right, Whoa! that's a positive. Like, that sounds like, yeah, positive. positive, solid, okay. you know, solid story that we're seeing. So if you're not thrilled about what we're talking about, it's like, whoa. Oh, Ooh. whoa. Okay. Whoa. All right. And then, All you right. know, there's some in between. So we, we and we might knock some. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Let's I was thinking it. about I was thinking about some of this too. So I, you know. Wow. All right, your first whoa or whoa. Okay. The Los Angeles, like I'm kidding. Oh god. The, <laughs> the Miami Heat. They won four in a row. You talked about that road trip. They're right there on the precipice of the playoffs, potentially after a brutal opening to the season. Uh, Jimmy Butler is back. You don't know what kind of deals that they're going to make. You have to think at some point, Duncan Robinson might start making jumpers. Tyler Hero, same kind of thing. So Adam, where on the woe scale are you with the Miami Heat? I mean, this is a 100% whoa. Bad. That's a bad one. I bad don't know if you can tell. It's a bad one, but <laughs> but it's not bad because of the play. Like I, yeah. I actually don't really care about that. To me, it's that they are an example of this horrible time in history that we are in, and just yeah. how how you know brutal everything has been. Yeah, and they're to me they're like maybe the poster child of the like let's look at the season and be like man we when we when we really close our eyes and and guys like you and me we sit here and break down and how great you know we get excited about basketball but there is. You know, Kawhi Leonard had that quote the other day when someone said, "Hey, was it after after the, the the game? Was it like a playoff atmosphere?" And he goes, "Well, nobody's here." And it was one of those moments where you're like, "Oh yeah, like we're all <laughs> pretending that everything is normal yeah. and we're watching basketball." The Miami Heat are that to me. This, I mean, unfortunately, they've been the, the unlucky one. So they're a woe, but not even because of their record, not because of their play, but because of just how unlucky they've been. I have them as one of those in between, like whoa, because <laughs> I want to believe that they are really going to turn things around and, and make their way into the postseason. It's too talented a roster. The, the culture seems too strong, but sometimes like you're it's saying, Adam, like sometimes the adversity just piles on too much and it becomes, you know, it's, it's one extra bag where, where, yeah. where, where, you know, you're, you're not quite ready for it. They have five players that have played at least 20 games this season. They, as a team, they've played 24, but they've had five players play at least 20. Think about that. That's wild. Uh, you know that's wild all right next one here is the dallas mavericks winners of three in a row uh chris hasperzingis is back uh is this <laughs> is he? you know he's he's literally on the court which yeah. is you know yeah. more than you can say usually so where on the woe scale are they for you whoa now this is a team that i that i just don't really buy or believe in um yeah. that much and it's not you know look luca has certain flaws that are now coming out when you see a roster that's a little bit more flawed, but I mean, he's still really good. Like the pendulums always swing way too far in either, either direction guy playing well, is he the best player we've ever seen guy playing well? Like, is he a bust or, you know, whatever, what have you, he's mm-hmm. always been a little bit in the margins of those, but um, you look at, I mean, you mentioned it right off the top and I kind of tip my, my hand here. 
Chris Tapp's Porzingis just is not the player people expected. He's not mm-hmm. the player he used to be. He doesn't move laterally. The game has changed in a way that I think takes advantage of. So, you know, everybody talked about his ability to block shots from the weak side. He still has that. The problem is teams know how not to let him be in the weak side. Bring him up, make him guard the pick and roll, attack yeah. him, attack, attack his feet. And he's as slow as any other seven footer in the league. I mean, that was part of the appeal of him is like he's seven feet three, but he moves, you know, like he can move like a power forward. It's just not the case. He looks like any other stiff out there trying to, trying to cover ground. And when his three point shot is, you know, he's shooting it at 32.6%. That's okay. It's not great. That's not elite. That's not what, you know, what we were promised. Um, so that team, I just, I don't buy them. I mean, they, they need moves if they're going to be a good team this year. And I just don't see it. I'm also with you. It's a whoa for me as well. And we're going to get more hate mail from Dallas fans. Remember, they really. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I really like their off season. I like the fact that they added a little bit more athleticism around that team to maybe get a little bit better defensively and, and, and just be a, a faster unit potentially. But I think they overcorrected and I, and I'll take the L on with it the, with them on this one too, is, is that they overcorrected. They added, they, they, you know, what made them special last year was it was just a completely overwhelming offense and they took away too much of that. And, 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 and the defense isn't, you know, the defensive improvements aren't good enough to, to make up for what they've lost offensively. They're going to take center stage here because they are on ESPN three times between now and next Friday. So they're going to, they got new Orleans, Portland and Houston all on national television. So, and and those are all, by the way, three winnable games and they have Detroit kind of sandwiched in there. Another, in my opinion, winnable game. So this could be a nice little stabilizing moment for them before their schedule picks up again. I've put Dallas on this list and I didn't even think about the hate mail that we've been getting. I mean, you, it's like you were leaning into it. How about that? Remember, Anthony Irwin is that one. This I'm Adam. <laughs> yeah. Make sure if you guys have any, you know, questions, concerns, hatred that you want to send to us, make sure you send it to at Adam underscore Matas. It's easy. He's right there on Twitter. All right. Brooklyn. Whoa or whoa. Whoa or whoa. Where are you at with these guys? I don't think I'm anywhere on these guys, to be honest with you. Um <laughs> I mean, you know, it's funny. There was the story the other day. Some fan is in Kevin Durant's mentions on Instagram or Twitter somewhere and saying like, hey, man, you guys have to get together. And he just DMs back like, we'll be all right, (laughs) whatever. And that's how (laughs) I feel about this team, man. Like, you know, they're good. They've looked looked incredible, um, you know, at points this year. They've looked very beatable. Their defense doesn't look great. Mm Mm-hmm. I, there's, I think Kevin Durant's right on this one. I think they're going to be height, and uh, <laughs> their their punch is is really you know is really strong. They lost to Toronto, Philadelphia. The L to Detroit is the one that really stands out. But you know, if you just take away that one and you look at win over the Clippers, loss you know win over the Clippers, win over Indiana, those are two great wins. Losses to Toronto and Philadelphia, it's not you know not the end of the world. So to me, they're they're going to be fine. Too much talent. I'm, I'm, we're gonna. I'm, we're also gonna talk about them so much, Anthony. Like this is. I know. I know. Well, we're also gonna talk about the stuff we aren't talking enough about in the next segment. <laughs> I promise. We... <laughs> so we're gonna hit both spe- Bro- ends. No Brooklyn here. Nets are on my list. Believe it or not. Uh, I'm. I'm going. I'm going. Whoa. I think I'm. I'm starting to sit on on like negative. Whoa. Eh, okay. Whoa. Right. Just because I. Writing them off. You need to be able to defend a little bit. A little bit, and they can't. And I unless don't know that's a and, and they're hoping that get... Noah Vonley is going to help with that. Like, yeah, he's not. He's not going to help with that. <laughs> that's not what he helps with. Um, all yeah. right, 
the next one here is the Eastern Conference. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm saying I'm I'm whoa. <laughs> You're such a hater. I am. Um, I well, because I thought heading into this year, and you, and you guys can find the audio of it on Locked On Lakers. I told Pete that I thought the Eastern Conference is finally going to be better than the West this year, and you still again yet another year where we're going to have the the the. Uh, eight seed potentially b- below 500. It's like, what are we doing? How is uh, this you, still happening? Yeah. I, you know, those teams are interesting, though. If you look at it, so Miami right now is the nine seed. You contrast that on the other side with Sacramento. Like, well, you know, I think most people would probably buy Miami over Sacramento. Although Sacramento, another team we haven't been talking about, they've been on the rise a little <laughs> bit here lately. But, um, you know, you go, you look at Charlotte and Atlanta, sure. Charlotte, by the way, on the rise, a lot of interesting things happening there. Atlanta is a team that's fun. Like, those are fun teams. I don't like bad and boring. That's what I don't like. If you're bad, but you have some pieces and it's like, okay, there's some, something happening here, then I, I'm for it. And then if you go above that, if you just go to the top six seeds in the, in the East, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Boston, Indiana, Toronto, all good teams, man. Like, I'm like, those, those are all very good teams. So you're saying, whoa, like, good. good. Whoa! I'm saying like whoa! whoa Eastern Conference. This is a whoa! <laughs> Eastern Conference on this? That's a terrible one. I'm getting the negative whoa. You're getting the negative. Anthony Irwin. <laughs> whoa! Um, you kind of already talked about it in, in in the season that's been going on. My last one here is Adam Silver. I'm Man, going. Yeah. Big time. Interesting. Or about the uh, I, me too, me too. I, I'm with it. The honeymoon phase lasted longer than anybody could have expected with Adam Silver's uh, MBA, but you know they faced some real adversity over the last two years. I I think a lot of it has. It's not that, it, it, you know, I can criticize some of the very specific things that they're doing, but this year I feel like the facade of yes of of, of, of it all has completely melted away, and now it's like, hey, look, we want an all star game because it's gonna make money, and oh by the way, dunk contest, and oh by the way, three point contest, and all that stuff we talked about about player safety and this or that out the window, and I think a lot of it you can go beyond that, even just the way they've handled the marketing and promotion of this league is beyond annoying um and 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 outdated by the way Um, so there's there's a lot there's a lot with adam silver's nba that i would not like i give him a whoa yep i'm with you on all of that i would add to it that the attempts to really kind of fluff up a lot of what they're you know the 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 and what it is is like of course the nba needs to make money of course they do (laughs) that's a big part of what all like that's the point of business in 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 at the end of the day and all these attempts to say like oh no i promise we're different and and this this all-star game is going to do a whole bunch of good and it's like no 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 tnt and you guys you guys stand and make a whole bunch of money if the all-star game goes on is planned and it's coming out i mean they're like learning that lesson too like those numbers and figures are starting to to appear and um you know but Certainly, certainly the facade has been, the veil has been lifted a little bit with Adam Silver and, um, you know, he's not as different as he wanted us to believe he was. That's, that's where, that's where I've landed so far this season. All right. That's going to do it for whoa or whoa, whoa or whoa. And, uh, (laughs) Adam, uh, is this yet another uh, edition where you just say, whoa, on the game? Oh, absolutely. This game gets the, whoa. Let's go ahead and take another quick second here. When we come back, Adam is going to tell us what we should be talking about and, and apparently <laughs> just make me well, Nobody's talking it. about we- it. Nobody's <laughs> talking about it. Man. All right, Adam. You like Bill Barr. 
I do. You love Bill Barr. Big fan. Telling you all about Bill Barr before we went on the air. I'm basically a single parent for most of the week, so I also enjoy Bill Barr. They make my life a lot easier. They're delicious. It's they they have this brand new coconut 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 fudge. What's it? Coconut fudge chunk, I think. Yeah, I'm telling you, there was other ones I had ranked because I always do on my show, Locked On Nuggets. I rank the ones that I like. Mm -hmm. This one is so far in its own class. It's the Jokic of Built Bars. It's the Jokic of Built Bars. It's like it's its own class. There's no comparison. You have to compare all the others. If you liked the cookie dough chunk Built Bar, then you'll love this brownie coconut chunk bar. It is incredible. It tastes like a mound bar. Do you like mound? Like the, 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 I do, the, yeah. It does taste like that. With, tastes with, like that mound. Also with like Oreos inside of it. It's like really good. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, we, the... the bar itself obviously super nutritious fills you right up it actually gives me a little bit of energy because it is it does feel so much better for me than the typical snack i I could be indulging in otherwise um and and this flavor by the way this coconut brownie chunk is not going to be around forever so you're going to want to jump on this you're going to want to head it's not this is terrible news (laughs) (laughs) this is horrible serious you know it's 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 not all things you know it's it's some 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 stars just are, are exist to be blurs across our 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 skylight or whatever it is i don't know i'm, I'm yeah, trying to use one of your that was really beautiful it was wow. terrible and <laughs> head to builtbar.com use that promo code locked on for 20 percent off your next order again your next order not your first but your next order uh so one more time that is builtbar.com check out that new flavor that is not going to be around forever coconut brownie chunk and and enjoy the best protein bars you'll ever eat All right, Adam, I'm, I'm already like, I'm remember the power rankings, the MVP power rankings. You warned me heading into them that I was, I was going to be annoyed. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a very similar feeling going into this. One. Well, it's just because you big market. Anthony does not like <laughs> to talk about all of these like hidden gems over here. You don't like them until the Lakers somehow poach them, you know, later on in their careers. But you know, we have talk- a couple hidden gems. Nobody's they do, they're not on this Taylor list Horton because they're Turk. not hidden. They're not hidden though. That's the thing is the, the Taylor Horton Tucker is like the eighth most popular player in the NBA right now. I mean, we Alex are talking Caruso's about it. Tenth this in the back this list the could honestly be the Caruso Taylor Horton Tucker of other teams. I, I should have started it with like Anthony, did oh, you know okay, I'm in now. All right, let's see this. Other players that are really <laughs> so we started a little bit. We talked a little bit about Juan uh, Toscano here, and I just wanted to say one of the cool things about him. You know, he's from Oakland. You know, mm-hmm. half Mexican. He gets. He does. He Adam Marquette doesn't even go into the NBA draft. Doesn't even enter it because he's just like, nah, I'm not going to get drafted. Whatever. Ends mm-hmm. up getting picked on. Uh, picked up on the Mexican national team. He's half Mexican and Mexican passport. Gets to be on the Mexican national team. Plays great. Ends up getting opportunities abroad. Play abroad, and then eventually comes to a tryout. It gets invited to a tryout to play on mm-hmm. the Santa Cruz Warriors, and. Mm-hmm. And from that, I mean, it's a real Cinderella story because it wasn't even so awesome. It wasn't, you know, you hear a lot of these stories about guys fighting and doing this route. Like for him, it really was so, so almost organic. He was talented. He was a diamond in the rough. And it's so cool that he's getting a chance with his hometown team um, and, you know, is in line, in my opinion, to get paid. So he's on this list, but we talked about him a little bit earlier. I'm, I'm well, really quick. One thing I want to add to this. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but they asked him, you know, about his Warriors fandom. And he said one of the toughest days of his childhood is when they right. traded Monte yeah. Ellis. That yeah. is so incredible. That's, real. That's OG it's stuff right a great there. Little thing. 
Um, Chris Boucher is on my list. <laughs> this is this how this list is going to go here. Um, you know, you're talking Bobby Boucher, I, like the the water boy. That, that's it's his brother. Um, <laughs> well, that you know his nickname. According to I've never actually heard anybody use this one, but according to Basketball Reference, Swatter Boy. So <laughs> kind of nice. But another guy, like I just like the stories. Toronto Raptors shorthanded, needing to find some guys, and they end mm-hmm. up finding finding a guy. You know, fourth year in the league, he's putting up 14 points per game and just doing a lot of the dirty work and stuff for them and. You know, nobody's really talking about him. They, they should be. Fred Van Fleet was on my list, but I th- I, I'm taking him off the list only because people were have started talking about him. He's after got he a giant him. contract. Well, he got a big contract. Jeremy Grant on my list. Ooh, he can, actually can we go back to the to to, to Boucher. Sure. Uh, I saw somebody tweet out today. He made a three, and they call it the Trebuchet, and I love it. <laughs> That's so much better than Swatter Boy. Yeah, people need to be using that one a lot more. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Grant would make this list except for every he's the one guy nobody everybody's talking about how nobody's talking about him he's he's you know he was he's he's the like the most overrated underrated guy. But, <laughs> yeah he's so underrated he's overrated but yeah. he is worth mentioning here just in that like what a year he's having and nobody nobody thought he would be this talented of an individual score and elevate his game and the fact that he's been able to do it. I mean, he, he obviously does, deserves mention. Um, De'Aaron Fox has really started to come along over those last handful of games, as have the Sacramento Kings. Um, he was a guy that was, I think, for a lot of people, uh, like this is the year you need to kind of show it or else you're just like a player that never realized potential. And I think he's still somewhere in between that, but he deserves some honorable mention. Gary Trent Jr. I mentioned earlier, 43% from three. Seven threes a game, and he's shooting 43%. That's wild. Wait. That is very wild. De'Aaron Fox should be an all-star. I'm saying it. Um, you're, that's too strong for me. That's too strong for me. There's too many good guards. There's too many guards. Who's he going over? So who's not an all-star if, if he's an, if De'Aaron Fox is an all-star? Donovan Mitchell. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get straight fired right off of this. I've also got Mikhail Bridges on here. I mean, he's been – I, to me, he's an elite role player and really coming into the level. Oh of my life. God. He's one of my favorite players in the yeah, league. He's fantastic. He is so but, freaking good. And then I have Kelton Johnson on here, San Antonio Spurs master, you know, master mid range master score. Um, he, again, he's on the Spurs. He's their third or fourth leading score. So he's not going to, you know, he's going to surprise people, but I think he's at 14 points per game and he's been really impressive, man. Just an efficient, he's managed to be efficient despite not necessarily being a volume three point guy. So that's, him and him and Demar Derozan are just the Spider Man meme. When they see each other in the locker room, oh. <laughs> they just both happen. All right, you ready that? for my list? The top. Well, actually, I have one more. Wait, I that guess. wasn't your list. No, that wasn't. That was the honorable mention. I have one. There are so many things that we aren't talking. We're about. not talking about every week. I have to talk about the ways LeBron, the MVP. You asked me this question. You're like, I was thinking, like, man, hear. he's really racing through this. I don't even get to give thoughts on all these guys. All oh, right, no, fine. I was reaching through honorable mention. Then I have one more here. That's kind of why it's Malik Beasley. He's averaging almost 21 points per game, 38% on eight threes per game. Now they're a terrible team, but you know, this was a player that also got a big contract has had some distractions. Turns out he's going to have to be in jail for, I think 160 or 180 days. I don't remember. Mm, yeah. And in the off season, like he's had some of that, but you know what? He's really made a leap as a player, as a scorer and, and you know, is, is explosive and fun to watch. So that's my honorable mention. Are you ready for the top five? Nobody's talking about. Wait, that was another honorable mention. Good that was another Lord. honorable mention. Number five. <laughs> I just see. I just now I'm picturing Adam like every time ESPN <laughs> goes to anything whatsoever, he's like, "We aren't talking about this." <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. Nobody's talking about this. Zach Levine. Zach. Yes, Levine. this is a good one. Sixth highest point per game in the NBA this season. Sixth mm-hmm. highest. 
Now, again, it's a terrible team, and, you, and there's, I think, reason for people to be skeptical about his impact because his numbers always are impressive, but not this impressive, Anthony. 28 points per game, 50-40-85 shooting splits. He's shooting 42.5% from three on eight threes a game. Yeah. 42%. Man, he's, he's having a fantastic individual scoring year. Um, but I want to ask – Not very many assisted either, by the way. I want to ask, though – is he a piece on a great team or is, is it unfair to, to overly speculate about whether or not he's just a great scorer on a bad team? Mm. He's never been on a good team. Yeah, that's fair. Well, but like he, he was drafted by Minnesota and they, they're incapable of putting together a bad, mm. a, a good team. Might be, might be true. But I, I would say it just depends on his contract. I, I really think it, you know, if he's, if he's, if you have I mean, he's him playing like a max player putting up what's that point, he's playing like a max player. Well, right yeah, now, but, but he's, if he's on a good team, he's not going to put together, like he's not going to have mm-hmm. enough space to do what he's doing right now. So I wouldn't, I personally, I think if you want to pay him max money, that's great, but you're basically signing up for fighting to make it into the playoffs every year. Jamal Murray helped take down the Clippers last year, and everybody agreed that he was a max player. You put his stats next to Zach Levine's this year, they're not even remotely comparable. And, and you know, I know that's not one-to-one. Being Doing it in the playoffs is more important, but because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm with you. Like, I'm so skeptical of Zach Levine's game, but I, it's hard to just overlook the fact that he's shooting this pull-up threes. His shot looks pure. Um, his ability – I mean, he's just a pure scorer, man. He is, and, and I think there's value for it, but I don't know that you can – have a max player who has the questions that he does defensively. This next one we talked about a little bit earlier, DeMondis Sabonis, but people don't realize 21 points, 11 rebounds, five and a half assists. I mean, that those are Jokic put up those numbers, you know, for the last couple of years. And it's maybe softened people to the idea of a center passing at that volume. And now Jokic has like doubled that volume and now he's up to nine and a half assists per game. But, you know, you look at what Sabonis is doing this year, just how efficient he's been. Indiana was on pace to be a top seed. They've fallen off. They've hit a little bit of a bumpy patch here that I think has stolen a little bit of the thunder, but Sabonis is quietly just really elevated his game this year. And to be in my, like I said earlier, one of the premier bigs in the NBA in my opinion. It it wasn't that long ago that, you know, he would, you would just think, all right, defense and rebounding. And then everything he gives you beyond that Sabonis, but you know, now he's, he's gotten significantly better. Did you, did you get that? Yeah, I did. I heard it and it wasn't that good. It was okay. Um, (laughs) it was a classic (laughs) Anthony, my next two. So we're going to kill two birds with one stone here because this this ones are, I think going to blow your mind when you hear them, dude, you're going to absolutely be Alex Caruso and Taylor Horton Tucker. Not again. Nope. Not doing like we talk about the Lakers nonstop. Um, Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier. (laughs) He were especially so it's been fantastic. So here's as a crazy stat that I did not have believed if I did not look it up when I was researching for this show. Averaging a career high in points per game, 22.6. That's a career high for him. He's Hmm. averaging uh, basically a career high in three-point percentage, 42.6%. The only year he did better than that was his rookie season uh, and on extremely limited attempts. So I think for all intents and purposes, we can say this. He's been efficient. He's been effective. By the way, the uh, Charlotte Hornets, number one in the Southeast Division. Now, they're 12 and 14, so that division's (laughs) not exactly great. But they are a surging team that is – LaMelo ball is getting all the highlights and rightly, rightfully so he's been incredibly, well, they inserted him into the starting lineup and it changed the dynamic of their team. And since then the numbers even higher for Gordon Hayward. Um, And, and so I just, nobody LaMelo ball has outshining everybody. And like I said, for good reason, he's so fun. He's so new. Mm -hmm. 
Um, he really does elevate that team. And I think he's a large part of why Gordon Hayward's been especially good, even, even recently, but you know, nobody's time. His name is just not coming up. And when I start looking at this and I go, Oh, wow. He's, he's averaging career highs across the board with all these different, different things. I, I just think it, he's been fun. Do you have a take on Gordon Hayward? I mean, I, I just think he's, he's the kind of player who, you know, when he left Boston, there was a whole bunch of people kind of wondering, Hey, what is going on here? What's the right. choice that he's making? And I think he saw Jason Tatum ahead of him. He saw Jalen Brown ahead of him. And he didn't think that he was going to get the opportunity to, to, to have this kind of a role on a team again. And, you know, shouts to him for, for seizing that opportunity and then making the best of it. And, and, and like you said, Charlotte, you know, they're sitting right now, uh, they're tied with Toronto. Toronto's at 12 and 14. Charlotte is at 12 and 14. Uh, I, I had them as one of the worst teams in, in, in the league this year. Right. And, and <laughs> they're time. up there. They're, and, they're and, surging, though, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoy watching them play, too. Super one of the fun, most fun One of the most fun, surprising fun teams uh, of the season so far. Um, and, and they themselves have, you know, started to, I think, look even more interesting over the last little bit. But Terry Rozier, we go back, same thing. A career high in points, 19.2 points per game. A career high in steals, 1.3. Career high in three-point percentage, 44.2. Career high effective field goal percentage. He's doing it efficient. Not only career high in effective field goal percentage, which is a great measure for just how well they are shooting the basketball, Mm -hmm. but he is 10% above his career average. Yeah. 10% above his career average. He's also been fantastic. Again, LaMelo's getting all of the love, and rightfully so. He's more interesting than these two guys, quite frankly, but... He's the reason there's a reason we're not talking about these guys and they, and we really should be. If you are a believer in Zach Levine, what Terry Rozier is doing so far this year would, would make you feel better about giving him the kind of money that I'm still averse to giving him, but still some of these numbers and Zach Levine, you know, the numbers off the chart, some of these guys, I, you do have to factor in, in my opinion, and I don't know how we can factor it in just the idea that there's nobody in the arenas. There's no, energy being directed at you you know and i do wonder we're seeing career years from some of these guys and i would be worried terry rozier is he really a 43 percent three point see i've heard know. i've heard players complain about not ha- like you, it's it, like the 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 uh depth perception is more difficult without fans there yeah, yeah i don't know well, i mean it's, it's one it, I, I could see both i could see both things where seth, seth curry is shooting 50 percent from the three-point line this year for a while Paul so George, is alex caruso yeah like, there's a lot of a lot of guys just making a lot of shots yeah. Are you ready for my number one? I'm nervous for your number one. So you, David Locke, hope you're listening, said uh, Donovan Mitchell overrated or whatever. Oh Whoa, or I don't remember what you said. Something <laughs> like that. I'm throwing out Mike Conley, a guy who I, I'm unashamed to say. Please don't tell say, me you want him on the all-star team. Please do, tell me you're not about to do that. Mike Conley has been absolutely incredible. I don't, I don't care about the all-star. Nobody wants to go to the all-star game. I'll vote for the guys that I like the least to go. They're like, oh man, I have to go. This is horrible, man. Um, but Mike Conley, I mean, I just don't care. So a couple cool stats on him, 41% on 156 threes this year. Mm-hmm. He has a, he's a plus 265, just raw plus minus plus 265. Wow. Easily the best of anybody in the NBA this year. He yeah. is the, to me, you look at that jazz team and you think what is different about last year and this year. And there's little differences with a couple of different players and production and chemistry and this or that. To me, it's, it's, it's all Mike Conley though. That guy has really become the glue that brings that team together and, a fantastic player. Again, Rudy Gobert is going to get all the defensive shine. Donovan Mitchell is going to get all the offensive shine. I say no. Mike Conley to me is the MVP of the Whoa. Utah Jazz. 
the MVP and nobody's talking about See, him. You're going to get fired. Been, no way. No way. I'm telling <laughs> you, I'm going to get a text from you. For those of you who have enjoyed this show, this is the end of Locked On NBA <laughs> no, Fridays I'm you, with Adam Addison and Anthony Irwin. This is the, we are going to cease to exist after you say that Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell aren't as valuable as, as Mike Conley. That's so wild. through 24 games, I'm taking Mike Conley. What he's done, I'm taking Mike Conley. He's been absolutely fantastic. He gets the – sometimes you need a player, again, that act, acts as this fulcrum to go between the different great pieces that you have. Mm-hmm. And he's so perfectly been that guy. It reminds me in a lot of ways, of course, I'm here in Denver. It reminds me in a lot of ways of when Chauncey Billups joined the Denver Nuggets in 2009 and they went from mm, a, great uh, a perennial uh, first-round exit team that always got not just lost in the first round, got blown out, swept, or gentlemen swept in the first round, to all of a sudden in the Western Conference Finals, taking the Lakers to six games, the eventual champion Lakers six games. And what did you change? You got rid of Allen Iverson, who's probably a better player than Chauncey Billups, but mm-hmm. what you got was a player in Chauncey Billups that just tied, as the dude says in Big Lebowski, tied the room together really brought it all together <laughs> and uh that's mike conley those players are so undervalued i think uh yeah. you know by fans it's mike conley nobody's talking about him i'm gonna talk about him on this show I, I i will say this about mike conley and you compare like you said that you compared the the jazz last year to what they look like this year and last year you know especially in the postseason it was one of these things where you know utah fans were saying like is he even playable do you bring him back off the bench like what's going on here are we ever going to get a return on this guy? Not just financially, but because of the stuff that you sent out to land him. And then he turns around and he's having the season he's having right now. And yeah. it's no coincidence that Utah is now has the best record in the NBA because this guy is playing as well as he is. Oh, I guess they're, I guess they're half a game up because the Lakers have one more loss. Uh, right. Uh, on uh, than than Utah, but but yeah, they've been I, legitimately good. I mean, nobody's going to take them seriously because of the, just how many first round exits they've had now. But I'm, you know, I'm more great. nervous about them because they don't have anybody on the wing who can guard LeBron or Kawhi. But that's just me. You know, one guy we didn't mention here was LeBron James, who I don't, you know, <laughs> Anthony Davis. I hear I don't think Brady enough people is. are talking about him as an MVP candidate. Well, I'm, what I'm saying is I, Anthony <laughs> Davis isn't there. They lose to Detroit. You know, Anthony Davis isn't there. They win an overtime against the Thunder. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I just. Four I'm overtimes told, in three games. Now. The That's last three games. A little concerning, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, you're right. We don't we don't talk about the Lakers nearly enough on this show, on any show. Period. It's just not enough Lakers coverage out there. I've I've long said it. <laughs> I don't have enough competition out there in the ether when I, for Locked On Lakers. <laughs> That's gonna do it for this episode and this week's episode of the Locked On NBA podcast. Thank you guys very much for tuning in to the last show that Adam and I are gonna have together after <laughs> after the comments that we've made about the Utah Jazz. Uh, we will be back I'm hopefully next week. Man, I don't know what you're saying. Mike Conley, giving some guys some respect. Adam's already person. packing. He's you can't even so hear him. He's so far away from the mic. He's packing his bags, even though he does this from home. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back hopefully next week to get you guys through uh, the latest developments in the NBA. Until then, please be safe this weekend and the rest of the week, and we'll talk to you next Friday. <laughs>